Welcome to episode 38 of He's Tell there. Me Where to Turn. Our technical expert pressed the mouse button for the third time and finally get it to work just yeah, now. I'm I told not. you guys that my computer was acting a little funny tonight. Not real... Uh, I've been going to some certain websites, and apparently it's affected the performance of the computer. There's a lot of pop-ups. A lot of pop-ups <laughs> with Asians. You see the little the little bar? It just seems a little shakier than normal. It's yeah. not just going quite in real time. Speaking of uh, Asians, have been watching this World Baseball Classic? I have. We took the Japanese down last night. Yep, finally got payback on those. Pulled what... I think you would have wanted uh, the way to conceive your children, the reverse Pearl Harbor. It's <laughs> what we pulled last night. So take that, Japan. <laughs> it looks like we're taking down Puerto Rico. If if they call this thing after three innings, we're good. Is there any chance that Puerto Rico is just going to give up after three innings? You know, is, is Puerto Rico still a U.S. territory? It is indeed. So we win no matter what. Did Trump carry Puerto Rico? We don't allow them to vote. <laughs> I was gonna let Dave touch that. I thought there was, he was gonna drop like a one sixteenth kind of line or something. And I'm not touching that. Dave was gonna be like, "Man, I don't know, but they have great taco salads there." Wow. Do you think I eat anything that ends in salad? <laughs> That's a great point. Cheeseburger salad. <laughs> so, anyways, you can find me on Twitter, Tommy Two Underscore Zero. Uh, Glenn, as always, at Glenn3 underscore 11. And Point Break Dave at Point Break underscore Dave. And don't forget at Where to Turn Pod. I was, we're on the same wavelength tonight. That's where I was going. I feel like, I feel you, like content. You guys are synced up. <laughs> yeah, we are. Docked. We are docked as we pod. We've gotten our cycles completely aligned at this point. But I feel like good content comes from the show Twitter account at times. And... It's your source to find the link to the latest episode when and if it is ever posted. True. So, I'm sorry we're getting a little late start tonight, guys. Uh, yeah, we were a little delayed. Um, I believe you had uh, an engagement in high society. That's right. I was having dinner at the country club tonight, gentlemen. Wow. And why was I having dinner at the country club? The global elite. Yeah, that's right. The Illuminati ballroom. That's right. I was actually having a dinner at a country club that's probably the closest to your house, sir. Is that right? That is right. That is right. Yeah. And let me tell you this. I was having dinner there because I may be joining the country club. Are you serious? I am serious. Wow. But I am only joining if Glenn 311 joins with me. Because let me tell you something. (laughs) Two words. Free golf. Free driving range. Well, yeah, <laughs> free for the whatever the membership fee. Is. Right. Let's. Who's uh, that little thing? Let's talk offline because I, I don't know a whole lot about country clubs. Well, I know everything after tonight because but I was given the whole tour. I do have a friend who is a member at Stonebriar, and from what I understand, the the initial or initiation fee there was in the five figures to get in. Okay. Well. That is not the case at this club. Okay. I, I wouldn't think so because I don't think it has as much to offer as uh, the club up Now, if you're including does. the, the uh, after the decimal point numbers, it's in the five figures. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Man, then. But it got me thinking, though. This is of no concern. Then. <laughs> like, I have that on me. <laughs> it got me thinking. 
um, as we're going as we're going through the sales pitch. So they have a golf course, and it's a pretty nice golf course, and they have a very nice driving range. They have a chipping area. They have a chipping area where you're chipping 50 or 60 yards onto a, a green where you can just sit there and take those shots all day. Okay. And they said pretty much, so you pay your dues. You can show up there anytime you want. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it works. And you don't have to play 18 holes. You can no. go out there and show up and say, you know what, I'm going to play the back nine, and I'm going to do. I'm going to show up at 7 o'clock. I'm going to play the back nine before work. Fine, go for it. Yeah. I mean, you grip it, rip it. If it works like the other ones that I've been to as a guest, the member essentially has a number as if you were. Yeah, and you no cash ever changes hands when you're there. You, no, everything you gets just, charged to your number, but but the golf is included in your membership dues. Yeah, the drinks not so much. No, that may be no. more of a factor for you than for me, because <laughs> I know how to indulge moderately. I, I don't. I'm not the guy that's going to leave the golf course and go. How did Maurice pour me $300 worth of Jack and Cooks? I don't understand. Is there a casino there? <laughs> there is a poker game that takes place there. Well, see, I'm out on that because I don't have the patience for but that. But there's that no casino. Be, that would be up y'all's alley. But I was kind of uh, half joking with a guy, and I said, hey, is there you know, is there a card game that takes place here? And he was like, yeah, through that door. Whoa. Yeah, and then I, he also... I got suddenly interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then he looked at me and he said, but I'll be real honest with you, you're about 40 years younger than anybody that's playing in that game. And I said, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Uh, well... But that may be, it may be a little bit more of a private game than they were letting on. It's not... I don't think it's go put your name on the waiting list and be like, oh, no. Tommy 2.0 is here looking to play some Omaha 8 or better. <laughs> Can you get me on, get my name on the list? Yeah, I don't think you want to play with the 70 and over country club. I don't really have anything to lose crowd. Well, actually, I think you may end up you may end up making enemies there because yeah. the kind of poker that I play is probably doesn't go well with that crowd. The Lots oh. of pelvic thrusting. <laughs> lots of demanding... Uh, Demanding that they show both cards, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, they let you know I, where, I where you say, can go, poker. I have to say, I left there highly intrigued, and, there, and I'll give you two other selling points that you might find interesting. This particular country club is a member of Club Corp, which is a, a conglomerate that, I guess, owns or manages a lot of country clubs. That is true. If you're a member there, you can play free golf at any Club Corp country club in town. And that includes like Glen Eagles and Plano, which is right so down the road. That sounds appealing. Yeah. And uh, also driving range privileges at those places. Now, if you go to one of those places, you have to pay the cart fee, which is maybe like 20 or 25 bucks. But other than that... Ancillary. I mean, it's places you, could, you couldn't walk in and get on otherwise, but yeah. unless you're a member somewhere. So let me ask this question, because I have been to Glen Eagles once. Okay. Yeah. Can we just go ahead and mark the time on that? 7.04. Dave the, uh, bragging. <laughs> the owner of our company is a member there, but that place is very high tone. Yeah, this place is not even close to high tone. Well, like how, why wouldn't everyone that's a member at Glen Eagles paying huge money go join your club and then always play at Glen Eagles? I asked that specific question, and the answer is they'd be stupid if they didn't do it that way. Is that crazy? No, it's not crazy, except for from where the country club you visited. Mm -hmm. I don't know where Glen Eagles is, but this it's, one you visited is... Glen Eagles is basically Park in Preston. Okay, it's, so it, it's a little ways away. The The one you visited, I can get to in two and a half minutes. Yeah, and I it's three miles from my house. Yeah. Uh, 
and and it's a lot more it's a lot lo- lower end it's a lot more our speed like i walked in there and i didn't feel uncomfortable at all it's, it's i think also, i would be uncomfortable at I, I drive i drive past there every day back and forth to work yeah and it's rare that i see because you drive through you can see the course on either side mm-hmm. of the bridge you cross and it's rare that I see more than one group playing yeah. on either side. So no, this apparently is not a, a packed Apparently a, a tea time is whenever you want. And is everything okay over there, Dave? Go ahead. I'm, I'm good. No. No, go ahead. Uh, did, I was just worried. Is there a bragging montage that I drive over a, there's a bridge? Or? No. I was I was just worried where, where Glenn was going there. Okay. He was talking about driving by the country club. He's like, and I never see... <laughs> And then I was like, "Where is it? Where is this going?" Yeah, that's a good point. It is Glenn we're talking about there. Uh, I don't. You're gonna have to. We're gonna have to talk offline about that. No, I would love to talk to you there. offline because here's here's the, here's what I need to talk to you about. Every Wednesday night, which is tonight, is Wednesday night. Starting at six o'clock is the Wednesday night rumble, two man scramble, ten dollar prize pool. All the winner goes to first place. I need a partner for so the Wednesday like, night rumble if I join this club. Ten dollars to get in? No, it's a it's a ten dollar goes in the hat cash pot for the winner of the scramble. Nine hole scramble starting at six o'clock. Yeah, that's big money. I was really hoping the explanation of that was gonna be like, and every two minutes another guy comes in, <laughs> and you see they have this fishbowl for your keys when you first walk in. It's unbelievable. But yeah, let's talk offline about that because oh, and the the uh, restaurant there. Uh, if you're a member, the food's not free, but it's significantly discounted. Okay. So we were treated to the member in price tonight. So we had a full meal, and it was un- the whole ticket, uh, kids and everything was under twenty bucks. It would have been like so cheaper that was, than going to Chick Fil A. And that we was sat down. What and I was going to ask was if you are a member and you go in to the restaurant, do you get the member discount for everyone you bring with you? Every kid and spouse or girlfriend or... No, both but you Mistress, can. boyfriend. So we had... What? <laughs> who? I don't know who that is. Uh, don't think we, were, we were being shown around Trans. by another, another member that I'm acquainted with from work that also lives really close to you, as a matter of fact. So the way that it works well, is when we had dinner... What's her name? <laughs> when we had dinner with him... Uh, he, uh, when it came time for the check, he was just like, just put it on my account. Like, so that's how you would do it. And then I just said, I said, well, what was our piece? And he's like, I ah, just give me 20 bucks and you know, we'll call it good. That that's how you would do it. But okay. if you were going to bring other people to golf, it's not as good of a deal. That's the one drawback. If you bring yeah, other people but- to golf, they're getting, let's just say, that we would probably have a couple of drops about what's happening to them, and it wouldn't be pretty. Yeah, but like we've talked about before, it wouldn't we, be gentle. We typically don't like talking to other people, so we definitely don't want to play golf with with other people. So, no. If you were going to be bring friends, it pretty much sounded like if you want to play golf, you're playing by yourself or with who you come with. There's no yeah. there's no reason that you would ever get stuck with anybody else in your group because there's so much availability. Okay, so we can talk offline, yeah. and then maybe in the future we'll have. This week in the country club. Maybe segment. maybe we will have the podcast from the country club. How have we done a wider segment of podcasting than country club talk? No. <laughs> is it is it more elitist than anything I've ever seen? Wow. So as we're getting rolling here today, I went back and listened to our show from last week, which by the way, congratulations to both of you on a very good show. I oh, felt like we got you. off to a little bit of a slow start because we were kind of getting back familiarized with that whole over-the-phone nonsense. 
the over the phone is trash. I'll go ahead and say it. Oh, I was, yeah. I was highly distracted as I was uh, tried to hide it, but I was interrupted multiple times by either kid or wife or dog as we recorded. And we none of those things are here, which would be really weird if my if my wife or kid started walking <laughs> in your backyard. But none well, of those things they, are here. They, the invite is out there. I'm going to extend them the invitation. If they're listening live to this, <laughs> I'm going to extend them the invitation to come by. But what, but I think we really picked it up, and I think the, the last you know 50% of the show was really good. But something happened that was completely unintentional is, is Dave teased a story that I really wanted to hear, but then we got so derailed by something that you said, we never got back around to Dave's story, and it was when we were having run yeah. out of gas talk. Run out of gas talk. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, no, and this is this is not so much a run out of gas story as it is a poor parenting story. Mm. Well, we know you're a bad parent. No, this is not about. This is about Mama Dave. Is this where we mention Dave's new nickname of Mercer Dad? <laughs> is this where we get that going? Yes, we need to. We need to focus more on Mercer Dad and less on Point Break Dave. In fact. <laughs> That Twitter account needs New to be handled. <laughs> that is not an approved nickname. No, uh, when I was a a young young boy, I probably I couldn't have been more than eight. I think I was probably seven. Uh, riding around with my mom, and she runs out of gas because that's just <laughs> what she did. So that's not entirely a surprising turn no, of events. It's not. It's not a not a big shocker. But so we're pulled over on the side of the road, and this was obviously pre-cell phone. I was you know seven years old, so we're just kind of standing around looking around, and a guy like I don't know probably forty fifty year old dude pulls up in a truck and's like, hey, you need some help? And she's like, yeah, we ran out of gas. And he's like, well, I think there's a gas station a little ways up the road here. Um, I'll you know I'll go. And I don't remember what exactly he said, but apparently giving this guy some cash and letting him go buy us, you know, a gas can at the gas station and bring it back was not the method. The method was to give her seven-year-old son, Dave, a 20, hey, get in the truck with this guy. (laughs) He's going to drive you to the gas station. (laughs) Hold on. This almost sounds like a crime. This is, I'm dead serious. That's what happened. It was... Hey, get in the car with this guy. And I remember getting in there and like we're, you know, driving so down the street. So she was more worried about protecting the car than her son. Or not giving this guy a 20 and having him leave. Apparently he wasn't going to leave with a kid. He had Hold collateral. On. He had Dave. So you you ran out of gas. This is on the highway or No, this is like on a city street. Okay. And guy pulls up. Do you need help? Yeah, I'll go get you some gas. Your mom gave you a 20 and put you in the truck with, yes. with Guy. Yes. And like I said, this is pre-cell phone. So, like, if we're gone, like, an hour, like, she has no way to contact anyone. So, yeah, you're gone. As soon as you're out of sight, oh, yeah. you're gone. You're, we're lucky that they didn't find your head, like, in a... In a like on a turtle or something? In a, in a sewer, like Adam Walsh. There's no doubt. And I, I, the That's only a, thing, like a 1983 reference, I got by it. the way. Okay. I got it. The only thing I remember is driving with this guy. And I say seven. I was old enough to know that this was weird and this was a bad situation. I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. <laughs> I, 
I'm really at did a he, loss. Did he like go through the airplane line of questioning with you? <laughs> no, but he did. He asked you about gladiator movies. <laughs> but I remember like sitting over there and being like, you know, just real tense. And he said something like real weird, like, well, you're shaking like a June bug over there, something real weird. And that was all I remember. I can't believe this. Yeah. I, I'm, I can't believe this either. That is a. A true story. Of so, the, can your mom be a guest next week on the podcast? Boy, sounds lots like lots of a, questions for her. <laughs> sounds like a bad idea. We may also need to invite Chief Kunkel. Wait, is he still in office? No, we're. I we're, just assume Mike Pollings is running the police department. We're in the post David Brown era too, aren't we? Yeah, who's running the show now? I think Rawlings is running everything. <laughs> He's police mayor. Yeah, He's, it's not Aceveda. <laughs> Well, no, he was, but you know there was the incident. There was the there was the incident. Yeah, the box of secrets Ooh. came back to get him. Cruz Pasuela had the <laughs> wow. photographs. There's a good there's a good when callback I, right when there. I start my heavy metal band for uh, Glenn. The name of it will be the Aceveda incident. <laughs> oh man, I will be I will be there when you're when you're planting trees in deep, deep Ellen. I, that story is amazing because if, if that happened today. That wouldn't happen today because that person would be in jail immediately. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. let's. That's that's a classic. It was a different time then story. Yeah, let's say it happened today, and the guy is just he's a great dude. He took to get gas, used the twenty, he comes back, but then somebody knows about this and like reports it. Like CPS is coming after oh, your yeah. mom. Yeah, yeah, you you are gonna be spending they, the night with a new family. Yeah, <laughs> there's no question. These are the Wilsons. <laughs> you, you live with them now, right? No, but it it is it is funny because now I think that everybody that I run into is always up to something. Oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> Anybody? Everybody I encounter is up to something. That's well, a, that's a little extreme, but well, I feel like a jerk, but uh my wife was uh she grew up in a very small town out in West Texas, and I remember when we first moved to Dallas, like she would she went to buy groceries or something and came back and she was like yeah i was leaving the store and there's a guy just like waiting for the bus in the rain so i gave him a ride and i was just like no like yeah i I'm, I'm glad you're a nice person but no yeah, that's not that's what not you not a do. good idea yeah this is not whatever west texas that, that guy this was is from. probably going to be looking to make a skin suit pretty soon <laughs> Probably the only thing that saved your wife is she wasn't fat enough. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> enough. That's, I'm going to have to have you a listen to this episode. Man, you got to have, have a lot of skin to make a skin I suit. I just live subtweeted Dave <laughs> over here. So, let me ask you this. Pseudo on topic. In the next five years, will there be an Uber-related murder? And maybe multiple. Well, there already has been. There was an Uber serial killer. Are you serious? How did I miss that? Because I've always said oh, that's going to happen. It's, hey, it's a creepy story, too, because the guy lived a completely normal life and then would do this Uber killing thing, and people didn't pick up on it. And then when he started to... Uh, that's right. He, when he, he started to completely like lose it where he was losing control, like he 
killed somebody, then when picked up another fare, gave them a totally normal ride, except they said he was driving real erratically. Yeah. And then he went back and picked up somebody else and killed him. Yeah. Like, so that's happened. Yeah, that has happened. Wow. I always thought, like, the... So the answer to your question is yes, within five years <laughs> it will have happened. Yeah, that, you set the light a little so high. let yeah. me ask this. How... Because we've all taken Uber at some point, right? Yes. Since it's all run through your cell phone, right? the driver's logged in, you're logged in. Like, how did that not... Like, okay, well, this guy was logged into Uber. He picked up this person that called. This person's now dead or missing. Like, how did his well serial go on? Like, I, don't, did- I don't know if serial killer is the right term. Maybe it's just mass yeah. murderer. Because was it all, like, one guy, night? Yeah, it was more okay. of a rampage. Okay. I, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I also know that the just the Uber applications improved a lot over the years too as far as being able to rate drivers and have more accountability to as in like killer and non-killer <laughs> well i feel like that would be an important category so yeah wow. i don't but i don't remember i don't remember any of the specifics we're all going to get flagged by the government by but googling uber every 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 uh, every phone uh, that that geo targets to this location is uh is tracking uh to the same Google search. So the Uber serial killer was in Michigan. He allegedly killed six people and wounded two, one of them a 14-year-old girl during an hours-long shooting rampage in Kalamazoo, Michigan, overnight. Former home of the Stars minor league affiliate. Oh, yeah. The K-Wings. Yeah. Gently touched the sports page. There we go. Also, RIP six people. (laughs) Uh, the clo- so, what would you say they're doing right now? Those six people? Yes. Uh, Could they be perhaps enjoying a rock concert by a, lo- a notable local <laughs> guitar player? <laughs> or they're playing, maybe they're playing Marco Polo with uh, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> maybe they're seeing the dream match we all wanted, China versus Superfly Snook. <laughs> so... Hey, uh, so the Superfly Snooker was ripped. That's probably a lot of meth. Hey, no. dude, no, he had, I guarantee he lifted, he had the lifting straps. Because <laughs> straps get traps, boys. Oh, nice. He had a very impressive <laughs> episode title. <laughs> uh, straps get traps. So the uh, quotes here about the, the Uber killer, he seemed really normal. Is this one of the six people Excuse saying me. this? Yeah. Well, no, not one of the dead. This is what they left in his uh, driver review. Yeah. He, he seemed and they really just normal, off. quiet, and he asked us what we were going to see at the movies. I told him Deadpool, and he said, well, speaking of dead, <laughs> no, that's my editorial, and he said he'd taken his son to see it, and that it was really good. Um, the guy wasn't angry. There's no indication that he was disturbed or anything like that. But these are basically survivors just saying they they feel lucky to be alive. Man, this guy is... Well, I can't get the image to pop up. Is there any doubt that there will be a Lifetime movie about this? Or maybe there already is. <laughs> Within the next five years. <laughs> Actually, it aired last year, but... It did, really? No, no. I'm. I, you think I have time to be worried about what's on Lifetime? So there's the guy who's the who's the killer. Jeez. So he. What do you think about Wait, that let guy? Let me see this. 
How many country club memberships does he have? <laughs> I think I saw that guy tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was Wing Wednesday tonight, too. <laughs> wow. They have five, t- five different flavors of wings, and they bring them out to you eight at a time, but after your t- first two rounds, then they go to six at a time. <laughs> so there's... Okay. So there's a Wednesday night scramble. And there's a Wednesday wing night, yeah. and I can get into this place for... You're telling me five figures but two of those is the decimal <laughs> that's just yeah the, the uh the um you don't have to yeah you don't have to pay uh, uh exorbitant and you get some of the money back if you stay a member for a year or two because a lot of that money is to protect themselves from some jack wagon coming in paying the dues then playing a whole bunch of golf in one month and leaving <laughs> eating 600 wings on thursday <laughs> After he just puts away all these half price wings. Oh wow. Alright. Um Should we get sentimental here? Talk I th- about I think so. We've been we've been doing this now for one year and a few days. It has been a year. It has been a year. And none of us have grown a mustache. <laughs> that's a uh that's coming to America reference. Yeah, I I think we've also been teasing for a year that we were going to do a Coming to America episode. <laughs> that's, that's all right. You know, we could do Coming to America here at Tommy Studios and have the movie on I, the TV while we're doing it. You know what? Let's talk offline about that, too, because okay. I already had that idea. Um, I feel like the title of this episode is going to be Let's Talk Offline, because yeah. Glenn's thrown that out <laughs> yeah. about every topic. Um, so I'm thinking about getting a penis enlargement. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk offline. Let's talk now. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we mentioned last week that we were coming up on our one year anniversary where our one year anniversary was well, we actually, came. <laughs> yeah, we've already finished that. We came all over the place. It was, uh, March the 15th was the one year anniversary of episode one. So one year later and we still. Episode one, one where we oddly never said our name no. during the entire episode. No. Um, that's a that's a bold marketing move. Yeah, we I just mean, started talking and never said who we were the whole time. Well, you want to talk about a pilot episode, but the you know the process leading up to that, if I remember correctly, we decided that we were going to do a podcast probably three or four months in advance of that. And I believe that you, me, and Dave were sitting in a Twin Peaks when we decided we were going to do a podcast. If I'm not mistaken, we did. We decided what we were going to call it. We just, well, never mind. I'll leave that part out. Uh, well, we decided. Let's, let's well, tell we the whole gonna... story. We were just talking, and then like every table around us was like, "You guys are so funny. <laughs> you should do a podcast." And then some guy showed up with a mop. <laughs> and then there was some well, guy had to all the two twin girls. <laughs> the waitresses were just sliding all over the place. There's wings flying everywhere. Looks like a bad speed skating accident in there. But we decided, I, I think it really was three or four months in advance of, a, of episode one that we were going to do it, and but we had to work out, okay, what are we going to call it? How do you do a podcast? How right. do you submit it? Oh, what do you Why need? Why don't you tell us how you do that? In fact, let's I don't stop know right now and you can go through all the steps. But I do remember you coming over to my house and we spent like a solid hour or two just looking at, okay, equipment that you need. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the process of 
getting it approved. I remember that you were way too concerned about getting an avatar image and way not concerned enough about <laughs> microphones. <laughs> and then it turns out, you know, six months later, the great Cody actually made us a good avatar image. And God bless Cody. Allen. I feel like I was just like, look, I'm going to meme generator.com yeah. right now. F you, we have a we have a avatar, so let's talk about things that actually matter, right. if in fact there are anything. But then we had everything figured out by, I'm going to say, mid-January of 2016, yet we didn't record an episode till mid-March. Just no, no follow-through in no. this group. Is there any way, though, so, I mean, if say if you include today in it, if I had looked at you then and said... I'm setting the over-under at 38 episodes this time next year. Would you have even considered going over that? No. There's there's no way. I, I don't really follow through with anything in my <laughs> life. So I would have thought like 10 or 12 episodes max. Oh, yeah. I, was, I would have set 10 on the high side. I would have said we probably would have got excited, done a couple of them, then nothing happens for a while. We make one last attempt to get our wheels on, and then it's over. I think Tommy saved it because he does all the technical stuff. Well, Dave saved it by doing that stupid running challenge because that gave us like our first thing that we had to stretch across multiple multiple episodes and gave us like a reason to uh, have some continuity in the show. Yeah, that was early on. That was like episode three, I think. Yeah. We talked about that. Well, we did an episode where five. we teased it. Yeah, because we did an episode basically just trashing long distance runners <laughs> and then we also mentioned that dave was running a half marathon i still stand by that oh i i agree i absolutely do and then but then i think i think that kind of that and i think the fact that we were starting to actually get some interaction on twitter from people i think was enough to to keep it to keep it interesting yeah that keeps you going like if you just posted it and never heard like no one's listening to this then I think you, it would wear off pretty quick. But and we have to thank Glenn for that because he uh, is the show ambassador. I he's hate, a man of the people. Yeah, I hate. Thank you. I hate people that like podcasts and people that listen to podcasts. So it's hard for me to be a good ambassador so for the show. A real conflict of interest that you have one. Yes, it is very very conflict of interest. No, I actually did kind of uh, some beta testing after our first episode, and Gustav was in that group that I sent it to and said. Hey, we're starting this. How bad is this? Uh, it was more or less, that was the question. And didn't, like, he, didn't he give you some odd feedback that was like, dude, you really need to cool it on the racial stuff. Yeah, because <laughs> we talked a lot about Chinese drivers. <laughs> and he, I remember I had had a run-in with a Chinese driver that day, and I was pretty upset about it. And so. he's, he, I think his comment was along the lines of, you don't want to be categorized along with Plantation Corby. <laughs> so... That's maybe, a good, that's a good advice. maybe tread likely on the race relations topic. Yeah, although, yeah, well... I feel like over the course packaged. of 38 episodes, we've kind of plowed through that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know that that advice was necessarily heated. But it was taken under advice. Yeah. And I, and I mean, I don't know about you guys, but um, nobody that's not currently sitting on this back porch or currently in the house getting ready for me to come in later... Whoa! Wow! Such confidence. Knows that we do this, or knows that I do this. So there, there is a, a very big cone of silence around. So this thing. weird. How would people that follow you on Twitter not know you that you do? A I know. Podcast? Isn't that strange? It is weird. People that I know in real life don't know I do this. Yeah. They just don't know about Twitter. No, I guess. they don't know. So what's happening again with that person <laughs> that lives with you? <laughs> what's happening? She's getting the various levers and pulleys. 
getting the tension set. She's got the torque wrench out. Make sure that it's up to spec. Just enough slack in the swing. <laughs> got to have the right amount of slack. No, but what I'm saying is, wow. is we didn't have the benefit of me necessarily going to all my country club friends and saying, hey, you have to listen to my podcast. <laughs> country club friends. Yes. It's my favorite part of... Uh, of that sentence, so, um, so that's why I wanted to say thanks to you, Glenn, because you've really done the done the hero's work in uh, in making sure that the show got some notoriety, keeping us uh, head above water until we really got our stuff together. Yes, because it was a struggle for a while, not just recording every week or every other or so, but just the quality of podcasting when i when i figured out when i figured out the the miracle of a couple of settings on our uh recording software that allowed the sound levels to come out where you didn't have to turn the volume up to 60 to hear it right that was one of those days when the game really changed for me then we finally got to the point where and this is not your fault but after the editing process you weren't answering questions before (laughs) i asked them So I found out, yeah, I found out much later on that you actually have to listen to the whole episode when you edit it. Yeah. You can't just set it at the beginning and just we assume had, it's going to stick out. We had a lot of issues in the uh, early going of things. Well, no, and we, we finally, not that it was ever, unof- it was unofficial at first, but we added Dave as an official member of the show, which, you know, gave us some one other person to talk before, uh, while we were having our drinks. So True. That was good. True. And somebody to give Such good, an honor. good financial advice to us. And someone else to kick in the nuts. <laughs> right. But I think the reason we're all feeling so nostalgic is we have, and I really wish we could have got it out on the actual anniversary, but we've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes to put together a one-year, we've got live sports happening. Oh, USA. 3 nothing. Take that, Puerto Rico. It's another uh, run scored by uh, Kinsler. That's a run for America right there. That's what it is. I guess... D- d- Israel not field the team? <laughs> I'm not touching Israel. I'm not either, but... Anyways. What was your question? No, I just said... I said we're working on a little surprise, which would be a, a best of episode. And we kind of started to really get to the point where we were able to put some stuff together to listen to. And it really turned out way better than I was expecting. Like, I was really cracking up at some of the stuff we were able to pull out of the last year. Uh, yeah, so we are... I guess the metaphor would be we're kind of building our own stadium here. And your buddy Glenn is doing all the manual labor work. I've uh, put down the sod for the field. <laughs> got the post hole diggers, and we've got the... So are you saying that there's grass on the field? There's grass on the field. We've been pouring the concrete, and that we're going to leave it to Tommy as the architect for the overall design of this thing, but I've been going through every episode since episode one. Which is insane. And pulling some key moments that we're trying to compile into a one-year best of. Yeah, and, and it's going to happen. I mean, I, I'm, we're far enough along now that I can I can say it's going to happen. I mean, we're, we're, we're real close to having it. I got a few more to go through. You know, surprisingly, while we're on this topic, episode one, for, for the standpoint of... You and I, we had not started this thing, 
We had you, not practiced or even really talked about what we were going to do. You were at my house because we were supposed to play golf, except for it it came just a tr- thunderstorm that day. Yep. It canceled our golf outing, and we were like, well, we're off work. We're here. There are two microphones here. We've been talking about it for two months. Oh, we, just, we definitely didn't figure out how to get both mics to work that first day. We were sharing one. I know true. that for sure. Yes, there was mic docking going on. Yeah, but, that was something I figured out many weeks later. But uh, it was very much just push record and go, and we'll see what happens. And going back and listening to them, that first episode, it was pretty good. Yeah, not I think we actually went downhill like the next two, <laughs> three, four episodes. Probably because we were doing them on the phone. Well, that's that's true. I mean, if we've learned one thing, doing it on the phone is not a good idea. Agreed. No, you always want to do it in, very much in person. I mean, virtual is one thing, but the real thing, there's no substitute yeah. for it. Yeah, I mean, and on the phone. That's I mean, that's so, what you've been telling me for forever. So, so primitive. It yeah. really is. So, I've been uh, going through the episodes, and I've already sent you a lot of the stuff that I've pulled from there and said, hey, let's try to include this in a in a compilation. Man, I got to tell you. The Loose Change episode, which is episode 31. <laughs> so if you're listening now, go back to our feed and, and check out episode 31 if you haven't yet. First off, I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> he, you were you were about as sloppy as I'd seen you since Baltimore. That was probably... And you're wearing your Adam Jones shirt tonight, well, because he's Because he's playing tonight. I'm representing America. Um... What we were talking about? You're talking about how how Oh yeah, episode thirty one, loose change. Yeah, you <laughs> You're not you're not you're not feeling particularly well. I was not in my right mind that night, which made for great entertainment if I was not listening to myself. The last twenty minutes you were trying to read something you had printed off the internet and you were having such a hard time reading. <sighs> but going back through it, I think that is my favorite episode. Of I everything, think that, yeah. I think that's the one I could go back and just listen to at any point in time and be entertained from any of our perspectives. Yeah, and I think that's also the one where we really finally realize like we have to be in person yeah. to do them. And I think we've been pretty much done everyone in person since then, except for last week. I think. Yeah, and I, there's no way I could have driven home if that wasn't <laughs> at my house. We were lucky we were in your garage. I just if, uh, we had brought your computer out into the garage. I just kind of pictured leaving like you just. <laughs> Breaking that on the ground. <laughs> I just put my head down on the table, and that's where I woke up at seven thirty the yeah. next morning. Yeah, your your wife your wife came out. And you're like, well, I don't know what happened, but I think it was good. I think it was Man. good. Steel can't melt. So, so it's been it's been Jet quite fuel. an adventure. I got a handful uh, more episodes to go through to pull yeah. some uh, nice clips. Yeah, I don't want to promise everybody. it for I don't want to promise it for you know next week. But that's the goal, though. But I think that's what we're going to shoot for. We were talking before we started recording, but I think it's funny because as you're sending them to me, I'm clipping them out of the episodes, and I'm starting to to realize there's some main themes that a lot of these clips fall under. And I was telling Dave before you got here, but do you know what the main name main themes are that we keep running into? (laughs) Let me guess. It's uh, 9/11. Oh yeah. Dimebag Daryl. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I kept that broader as celebrity death because there's, okay. there's pretty much a, Dimebag Daryl gets mentioned in every clip, but there's a lot of references to 
celebrity death, which, by the way... Um, no, you're not turning that. Sorry. No, it's fine. Live um, sports update. Is Chuck is Chuck Berry doing okay? Or what about his cousin <laughs> Marvin Berry? Man, I was kind of tilted by all that. Oh, I Did thought it was Chuck- great, but that's like my favorite movie of all time. So The I'm, original Back to the yeah, Future? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. That, that, I think pound for pound, that's probably my favorite movie of all time. Really? Yeah. That's It's a great movie, but favorite all time is... Yeah, no, it probably is. I mean, just just for the nostalgia nostalgia aspect of it for me, wow. like where I was in my life when I watched it, you know, like that magical age, <laughs> the, the and... time traveling incest, <laughs> Biff. <laughs> See, I don't know. I'm. I'd have to go back and watch them all again. Well, there's only th- there's three of them. There's three. Um, I might like. The second one better than the first. I kind of, when I say that, I like the first the best, but I kind of almost consider that, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There is a guy wearing, like, the full colonial powder wig as an American fan, and and the foul ball came to him, and a guy dressed as Captain America stole the foul ball from him. Only in America could this happen. Do you think this is why people hate us? One of them... Uh, yeah. Really, I mean, baseball in general may be the reason he played us. <laughs> oh! There's no way that no, play gets made. They're not throwing out There's McCutcheon. no way that play gets made. Fast twitch. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's a great... Four nothing you. It's a great Christian Yelich to just cross home play. That's right. Have you ever seen the uh, internet video that was alleged? It was of, not him, him, sir. But you know what I'm talking about? I watched it enough to know that I could tell you that it's <laughs> not him. I don't know this one. He's on my fantasy team, so I felt like I needed to watch it to make sure that it wasn't him because I might have needed to orchestrate so, some kind of a trade. So what was the not him doing? <laughs> Actually, I don't remember. I know it was some kind of sex video, but I don't I don't remember specifically. It didn't involve the butt. <laughs> it involved doo-doo. It, no, it didn't involve the doo Okay. But it did involve the bottom. <laughs> but it was not him. Somebody posted it and said it was him. Yeah. But... Yeah, every time I hear the name Kristen Yelich, I think of what the fake him was was doing to the, to that partner. Oh. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day, everybody! Yeah, happy happy early late Valentine's Day. So the U.S. is up four nothing in the fifth inning. Brandon Crawford's about to park one in right field. Okay. If he does, I'm going shirt off, <laughs> shirt shirt off in the backyard. So with, that, so with that being said, we're gonna have we're gonna have a best of episode in about a week. Um, I can tell you with great confidence it's gonna be it's gonna be really funny. We just got a little bit little bit more cleanup work to do on it, and it's gonna be great. So I I've had nothing to do with the uh, the putting together this episode. I've basically been like the Friday Night Lights guy in the wheelchair. I'm just kind of on the sideline <laughs> cheering you guys on. But I want Glenn to say, because Glenn did tell us that when he's listening to the episodes, he's doing it like one and a half speed, yeah. and you said that's been pretty funny. Yeah, listening to it at an advanced speed, our deliveries are pretty deliberate as I listen to it at like one and a half versus regular speed, but listening to it at an advanced speed, we sound like the biggest douchebags in the world like we sound like so overconfident in the way that we speak and stuff that's more that's entertainment for me that kind of gets me through it as i'm just it's laughing probably, at all it's of probably us. a pretty transparent window into reality too unfortunately it might be but then when i slow it down to just regular speed i'm like 
dude, just get it out. Like, just say, and it's mainly me. Right. Because I'm very deliberate in the way that I say things. There's lots of ums and likes and stuff. I'm right. Like, dude, just say it. See, but I think, I think those things get better as we do more of them. But right, yeah, the Crawford early- didn't hit a three-run homer. He popped out short. <laughs> the early, the early episodes, I used to have to edit out so many pauses and delays just to just to make the thing even halfway listenable. Should we uh, should we slide on over to? Well, Dave brought up uh, Friday yeah. Night Lights. So should we slide on over and see what's happening? I in? feel like we've had two or three weeks since we've had an update, right? Why did I bring it up? Yeah, maybe we would have forgotten to do. Well, you know, it's just. I haven't had a lot of time and a lot of love making going on. And, and apparently there's there's, yeah. a, there's a session to be had before the sun rises. Just things are again. getting a little stale, so just tricking it up more and more. Boy, that person that lives with you had a very nervous look on their face <laughs> when they went back inside. <laughs> She's new. But no, let's let's slide on over to Dylan. We're almost done with season four now, so I've got one episode to go, and then one more season after that, and then one more season. Davey, okay? There's no way there's another season of this show. There's literally, there's no way. I see, I see. Dave suddenly pulled out like a piece of paper, and he's he's re- signing his name on the bottom. It says, "Dear Sir, Madam, I regret to inform you, I'll be resigning my position as co-host on the show." That's that's not the letter. It's gonna be a real quickly scribbled note as I'm like teetering on a chair. <laughs> Just says I tried, I tried to do what was right. But the the it looks like this season's gonna end with the with the East Dillon West Dillon game because that that's the next up on the agenda. And they've moved to playing lacrosse now, right? I mean, what does that even mean? Every time you talk about this show, they've had some major change without any explanation. So, let me tell you a couple of things. A couple of things that have happened that actually have commonalities. So, as they're getting ready for the, they're getting, they're getting. It's the lead up week to the big game, and uh, it's gonna. The game's gonna be at East Dillon, which is where Coach Taylor is now. Rough side of town, in the uh, predominantly. Uh, Less than affluent side of town. And Does that sound okay? Well, I, I'm looking at my thesaurus, and affluent and white are not synonyms, but I think that's where you're headed. I did not say any of anything of the sort. Well, maybe I heard wrong. So the uh, the coaching staff from original Dylan comes over to look at the field, and guess what? They decide that the field's not in good enough shape to have a game. So guess what we need to do? Oh no! <laughs> we need to get the team together. And build a field. So build another field. East Dillon can also build fields. (laughs) Coach Taylor goes right back to the playbook, and we're building another field. But they're are they building a new one? Are they repairing the existing field? No, they're going to rework the existing field. But what that required them to do is find a place to practice. So they built a practice field, including a scene where they put a goalpost in at a park for the practice field. Were the lights on at the park? The lights were on at the park. Okay. Due to street football. I was going to say, so there wasn't just gunfire constantly. They weren't like building a football stadium in downtown Fallujah or anything. <laughs> is the other school officially known as West Dillon, or is that a name that you've connotated No, they are here? called West Dillon. Are they really? Yeah, I think so. I think, that, I think so. I'm not... Maybe we'll just call them Dillon High. I think it's just 
Dylan. So, so Dave, if you were like at your house and the electricity suddenly went out, would you call an electrician or would you just start trying to get the neighborhood together to rally and have a football game in your front yard to see if the lights would come back on? Well, I mean, as soon as the lights went out, I'd start returning fire because <laughs> that's what happens immediately, right? Yeah, well, I guess that's true. Oh, well, no, and then, yeah. Well, I'd probably burn the house down and then we could <laughs> fix the electricity and build a new one all at once. So they get the they get the field the, the they get the potholes filled or whatever and then uh, a couple of nights before the game some players from Dylan come over in their four by four trucks and just trash the field. Oh no! Yeah, and there's a big to do with the state, and they finally determine that yes, the game will now take place at Dylan Field. So the home game gets snatched away and turned into a home game for Dylan. Wow. So sad. So sad. Well, if you think that's sad, some bad things have happened to the Riggins family. Glenn. Uh-oh. Some really bad things. So they've been running their auto shop and haven't been very profitable, but they found that they could be profitable by helping a band of local car thieves chop parts off of cars. Huh? And <laughs> Got to take the market since there. And they've been making some money, but in typical Riggins fashion, they haven't been real discreet about it. In fact... Tim Riggins went in to buy a piece of land because he's always wanted to, it's always been his dream to own land and paid for it with $30,000 in cash. (laughs) Always a red flag. And, uh, well, surprise, surprise, the next night he's sitting in the shop, he's uh, drinking a Lone Star beer, and he had just got done telling uh, a friend of his, he said, you know what, my life's finally gotten where I want it to be, I've got land, things have really turned around, and what do you think happens next? (laughs) <laughs> he gets asked to build the new Georgia Dome. <laughs> no, Dave, you have a guess what happens next? I know what happens next. Does, Dil- he, does he fall out of his wheelchair? This is not the guy that's in the <laughs> wheelchair for the last time. The Dillon police kick in the door, and Tim Riggins is in jail, and his brother Billy Riggins has just got picked up, and I don't know what happens next because that is the last episode we watched before the finale. I know what happens. But... Here's what I think is going to happen if I can make a prediction. Billy's just had a baby with a stripper because um, strippers have uh, feelings too. I think Tim's going to take the full rap, take the hit, and let Billy walk free on this, and he's going to do the time. That's what I think is going to happen. Hey, it's like Barksdale said in The Wire. Sometimes you got to take these years for me, man. You got to take these years. Look at this guy over here. It was a good, it was very Wire insightful. References. Very insightful. But that will take us through our trip to Dillon, and next episode that we're here live together, we will find out what happens at the end of season four, because I can commit to you guys, I will watch it. All right, the one episode. Yeah, Yeah. and maybe a couple in season five. So let's do emails. All right, let's pull up an email on phone number two here. All right, uh, first one... From Gustav. All right. So I'd ask for some uh, emails on any topic, questions, hypotheticals, and anything regarding the first year of our uh, podcast and episodes. Okay. So Gustav says, uh, I salute you guys for somehow making it an entire year. Does it, it say in spite of Glenn after that? No, it does not. Okay. There's a, this, this, is, this is fake news then if he didn't have that in there. There's a period. Oh, 
So it's that time of month for him, huh? And it says favorite moments, and there's a colon. Wait a uh, minute. He has a colon? <laughs> well, as far as we know, unless he's got a bag. So he's not the Jake Diekman of podcasts. No, Gustav is not the Jake Diekman of podcasting. So favorite moments from year one. <laughs> Young Glenn unleashes <laughs> unleashes trough urinal hell at Devil's Bowl Speedway. And that has definitely, I could say, is definitely in the best of edition. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. The trough story. I took a dump in a trough once. <laughs> Tommy, no, the, the second thing he uh, enjoys from year one is Tommy yelling at the emailers. <laughs> well, stop emailing us and I wouldn't have to. And next thing is uh, the day that Point Break, D- Point Break Dave got rescued from the well. <laughs> Which is basically, we finally got Dave to get his microphone within yeah, like and look three at him, feet of his face. Look at him sitting over there now with his Glock t-shirt and his impossibly black microphone, just so cocky. And just think like six months ago, he was down in a well just trying to say funny stuff that nobody could hear. So in the last thing, he has a question, and I have a question about this too. Oh, whatever happened with that Star Wars poster at your work? The Star Wars poster is still there. Statute of limitations is up. Is it available for free or for sale, dude? Tommy Studios. I just had a bug fly <laughs> directly in my ear. And knowing Dave, like he'll get some kind of rare infection from this. That's a good We'll get to see that nurse again. It's a good point. Get that bug. Just put it back in there. <laughs> Mercy Dad strikes again. What about the Star Wars poster? Okay, so the, the Star Wars poster is still hanging on the wall. Can we have it? No. But get this. How weird is this? Apparently, no I've one told... lost interest in what he's going to say. No, Go ahead. No one told me, but our company is now uh, turned into like heritage auctions, apparently, with like memorabilia. Because, dude, I walked in our CEO's office, and he, it's not hanging. I don't know if he's taking it to his house, but he has a huge framed signed messy jersey. Who does? M- my CEO. Is that the guy that used to play for the New York Rangers? He was like the captain oh, when they won the Messier. cup? This guy. So who's messy? What sport is that? The beautiful game. Oh, so it's a baseball player? I would know him if he was a baseball player. All right, moving on. He's the greatest soccer player of all time. Doesn't take much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Second email is from one Tom Ginsburg. First time emailer to the the show. Yeah. Tom is a good guy. Just invite him now to not ever email again. Tom, I welcome your emails. Tom is the nicest guy that you'll ever meet. I know you'll never meet him because you don't meet anybody. I don't like people. I don't like True. meeting people. Glenn, next time I you hate go podcasts. To, you go on your uh, campaign tour. I want to go with you. Um, well, speaking of that, what are you doing tomorrow night? Whoa. I don't know if I can swing tomorrow night. <laughs> do we need to talk offline? Yeah, we do. <laughs> Because there's a reference to offline tomorrow night in Deep Ellum that, uh, which by the time this is released to the public, it will happen in the past. We got a strong <laughs> farmers only commercial going on. Thanks for showing me the oh the farmers commercial where they went ahead and got a little uh, more racial diverse. Yeah, they did. They I did. thought the farmers only was just code for that, anyways. No, it's 
Yeah, it's whitepeoplemeet.com is what it is. So that's what I thought it was. So speaking of white people, let's go back to Tom. So his, uh, his email, he says, uh, Hey guys, I'm not much of a gambler, but I've always been fascinated with sports betting. Oh. Well, you came to the right place. And, and let me say, too, I'm standing to win money right now. Did you bet on the U.S.? I bet on, well, I'm not going to bet on Puerto Rico. Kind of communistly think I am. It's a U.S. territory. You There's told me no way that we could prove that's you true. You told me earlier that you thought Puerto Rico was part of Mexico. <laughs> I did not say that. All right. So, uh, Tom, not much of a gambler. Always been fascinated with sports. fascinated with sports betting. The problem being that I don't understand what half the stuff means. It's kind of Jimmy the Greek to me. It's a little uh, little metaphor there. I like it. Play okay. words. I don't want to hear the rest of this email. Delete it. Swipe uh, left. Do you guys have <clears throat> any advice on on sports gambling? I'd really like to crush it in Vegas during the next work convention when he travels out there. Um. So, any general advice if you're going to the sports book? I think I think in general. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to turn this into the sports betting show, but the the sports book's job is to try to set a line in such a way that they get half the people to bet one side and half the people to bet the other side. They're they're not trying to. The sports book doesn't try to win money on you making a bad decision. What they want to do is get the money even on both sides, and then profit on the ten percent. Vig that they cut on the winning. So if you know you bet a hundred dollars, you win ninety. You know that 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 kind of thing. Okay. And I think the mistake that a lot of amateur people make is they put too much too much stock into connections that seem too logical. Well, the the Rangers got beat by the A's really bad, but the but now they're playing the Angels and the Angels lost to the A's. You know those kind of things. Not making direct comparisons is a big problem. You really have to look a little bit deeper into the data. And a lot of times things that seem to make too much logical sense are that way to get people that are uninformed to make that bet. So if you look at a line and you say like, well, how in the world is this only a three point game? Baylor's clearly, you know, two touchdowns better than Texas, you know, those kind of things. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Sorry. Your alma mater. So, you know, my 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 general thought is is that you you need to you need to almost come up with your opinion on the game before you even look at the line because I think that they put the line out there to really influence how you think one way or the other. And the other thing is, people that don't know what they're doing always tend to go for the favorite and they always tend to go for the over in a total bet. So in big games, a lot of times it's a safe play if you really don't know which way you want to go is to either take the underdog or take the under to the total because usually there's a little bit more value there because they have to weight it in such a way that they get some people to take that side because people naturally want to go the other okay. way. Dave, you got any comments? Any um, recommendations I, for, I agree. for Tom? I agree with what Tommy said. I'll just give some very basic general advice to our good friend Tom. One, uh, and Tommy mentioned there's like a 10% juice. So if you want to not look like an amateur, don't bet 100 bucks on a game. You bet 110 bucks on a game, so you win 100. 
Because otherwise, they have to give you change. It's like ninety dollars and ninety one cents. Because right. it's not. It's not exactly ten percent. Yeah. But the juice is 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 set up on a. So the juice for most games in Vegas is what would be look at like minus one ten. I got gotcha. you. And what that means is. You got about one hundred and ten dollars to win hundred. It's based at a hundred dollar scale. So don't be that. Don't be a jackass and go up there and be like, "I want to bet a hundred dollars on the Cowboys." Bet one hundred and ten, and then when you win, you get two hundred and ten bucks back. So before Dave gets to more points, I've had this asked of me recently as to something to address on the podcast is translating like you walk up and you're betting yeah. Kings at Cavaliers, yeah, and the Kings are minus. 700. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, that first, means- first of all, you don't ever say the name of the game when you're betting. Yeah, they, that really that. ticks them off. Yeah. Well, each, what do you say? Like, each game, number, each oh, game yeah, has a number. I got you, yeah. Because if you go up there and go, like, I want to bet on the Cowboys, they don't know any idea what that means. The Cowboys may be game 109, so you would yeah. say, I want to bet 109, but that's your bet. if you're at a sports book in Vegas, I mean, it's, it's right in front of you. I mean, the number is there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like you've got to flip... Through some no, it's right next to the team's like name. Yeah. So yeah. minus seven hundred is is a money line bet. So basically, when we were talking about the minus one ten, so let's say you want to bet. Let's say the Patriots are a thirteen point favorite, right? So a standard bet on the spread would be you have to get the Patriots to win by fourteen or more, and you're betting one hundred and ten dollars to win a hundred. You can also do a money line bet, which is probably the minus 700. I'm trying to think what a 13 point would be, but it's, it's probably about Let's right. Let's just say that. And that means if it's minus 700, you're betting the Patriots just to win it all. If they win by a point, you win. But yeah. you're betting $700 to win 100. Right. Yeah. And you don't have to bet 700, but that's the math. You could bet $7 to win a dollar or whatever, yeah. however it works out. And then it works vice versa. Right. You would be betting $100 to win seven right. if it was the underdog. And most people, if you're going to make a money line bet, you don't bet on the fa- the big favorite. That's not a big favorite. Right. The only way the only way that makes sense is if you're betting a lot of money. And there are people that do that as a strategy, but it's really risky because it messes up once and you're screwed. Yeah. You know, they go in there and they bet $20,000 to win well, 2000 And, yeah, you made 2000 bucks, but it go. you know, you have to get that right 10, 11, 12 times right. in a row before you're really making money. And as big of a favorite as that yeah. team is, they're not going to win more than Oh, yeah, that's how, that's how suicides ten. happen. Yeah. You want a funny kind of along that premise gambling story? So there's a, and I can't think, it's a guy's name. It's a blackjack strategy. And it's real simple, and basically... Oh, the Martingale? Yeah. The, thank you, Tommy. The premise is, if you lose... like, So you go bet $5 on a hand of blackjack. If you lose, you bet $10 the next hand. I've done this before. If you lose, you bet 20 And the theory is, like, you won't lose seven hands in a row or whatever, so eventually you'll get it back. But, and I swear I saw this happen... The problem is, is eventually you're betting like five hundred dollars, yeah, and then that gets you back to even, and then you're back to betting five dollars. So you're risking a ton of money to yeah. like win. And this $5 strategy does not work at all. By the no, way, this no, is no, like no. one of the worst strategies you could do. But I saw a guy doing it, and I like I was watching. I was like, I was waiting for probably Tommy to come down, and we were gonna go somewhere. And I'm watching him. I was like, oh, dude, he's doing it. Yeah. And I was just like sitting there, and I saw him lose a hand, and he went to ten, and I saw him, and he progressed up. And I'm not, I'm not lying. I forget. I could do the math real quick, but it was over fifteen hundred dollars. No way. And he tried to bet it, 
and the guy goes, I'm sorry, the max here is 1,000 or 1,500 right. or whatever. And the guy looks, and he's like, okay, and he just got up and left. And he was betting $5 a hand, and it's now like, you know, six grand or more in the hole. And you're just like, huh. Wow. Yeah. See, I've done something similar, but I never go more than like three hands. You have to as have far a as yeah. doubling yeah, it up. It, and that's and that's usually either whether it's win or lose. Okay, well that's yeah, that's Because you could win and say I'm just gonna just let, gonna it, ride, let yeah. it ride, but I'm not doing it more than three times in a row, no matter what. And yeah. I'm starting back at, at square one. Yeah. yeah. And we could do a whole episode on gambling, but the the if you cut through all the crap of table games, the only way to make money at table games and this is not saying that this is a long-term strategy, but if you go one night and you want to make money, the only way to make money is to bet a lot and don't play very long and hope yeah. you win. Yeah. Because anything that keeps you at the table for a long time, you will always lose. Like, you have to try to win in the fewest number of hands possible, and that's yeah. not fun because you that's... want to sit there and drink and hang out. So then you might as well just bet the minimum and have fun because if you're really trying to make money, the only way to do it is just to get on an insane totally run, agree. hit it a few times, and get out of there. Because when I've gone to Vegas, for example, like you go out for the night to gamble, I'm not thinking, all right, my goal is to do whatever and win, you know, whatever it is, mm -hmm. 300 bucks and then walk away. My goal is to, it's 10 o'clock. Yeah. I want to stop gambling at five in the morning. Right. And I've not paid for a drink. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. whether it's like a two or $5, you can't really find $2 tables no. anymore. You used to be able to like 10 or 15 years ago. Right. But a $5 table is. Yeah, Actually, yeah. And I'm kind of like, you know what? If if I actually drop a couple hundred dollars, but I get like five or six hours of entertainment yeah. and yeah, thirty Jack and Cokes, if you will, that's kind of worth that's it. That's kind of what you're doing, right? Yeah. And that's and that's the problem with the bet big strategy is then you show up on your vacation, you lose fifteen hundred dollars the first t 10, 15 minutes you're there, yeah. then you're miserable the rest of the day, and that ruins. Yeah. But, that really kills the vibe. But yeah. the the jack wagons that that have these stories about making a lot of money, that's how you make a lot of money. You bet too much, and you get lucky. Last piece of advice for Tom quickly is just, dude, if you're sports betting and you really don't have a feel, man, just. Pick a side. Don't put a lot of thought into it, and you'll still have the fun of sweating the game. Yep. Like even if you don't have a lot of research, like once you put the bet down, right? Then you got rooting interest, and it's fun. That's, right. I mean, I bet sports I don't even understand just because it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I've got a. Uh, it's NCAA tournament time, and we talked last episode about brackets and stuff. And I don't do like a full sixty-four bracket. But I did one, and actually I can share it with you guys if you want to get in on this. It's a, just a sweet 16 bracket, and to win money, you have to pick the champion. Okay. And I've got a fairly heavy amount wagered on, because you're trying to look for somebody that nobody's going to pre really predict yeah. or rely on to win. Badgers? Either Baylor or Florida. Yeah. Big, big player there in this, wow. uh, in this deal. So... Um, oh, do we know Marcus Stroman has a no-hitter going? He has a no-hitter? <laughs> well, but they have a pitch count, right? Oh, and the championship is a go out yeah, of the... Yeah, I don't uh, know about that in the championship. I don't know if all the rules go out the window or not. Live sports update. Puerto Rico does not have a hit. They should make the world... They're barely a country. Baseball cla classic, like the Little League World Series, where the pitcher just goes out in the field and someone from the field runs in the pitch. <laughs> You can't substitute you can't, for the yeah. If Puerto Rico, Everyone has to play. <laughs> as you say, is part of America, America's already won. Oh, I agree. We, yeah. This is this is. You see any title. flags on Puerto Rico's uniforms? Because I don't. 
I see the stars and stripes on the USA's uniforms. It's four nothing in the USA right now, so it doesn't doesn't seem to matter. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's get through our last couple emails. We are we are we, right at time here, gentlemen. We have one more from Joey, oh. who's emailed us before. Yeah, the last time he emailed us, I think that Nambla was going to be calling him to see if he wanted to join up. Uh, that and to catch a predator for his duck fetish. Yeah. You don't know what Nambla is, do you? That's the weed thing, right? Wait, what is Nambla? It's the National Man-Boy Love Association. Why do you know that? So, Joey's questions. I don't have to answer your questions. Uh, first off, what is the most entertaining book you've read, and what book changed your life the most? And I'm going to go ahead and say, you cannot say the Bible. Can you go ahead and pre-register the Bible? No. No Bible. No Bible answers. Um, and if it, you come up with one, I think that's okay. good. And there's two questions here. There's a really interesting book, and it ties in with our gambling, called uh, The Professor, the Banker, and the Suicide King. And it's about Dallas's own Andy Beale, who owns a bank. This is all made up. No, he's a billionaire. I've actually read this book, too. It's good. And he, it was like, you know, 15 plus years ago, maybe more, and he was going to Vegas. And essentially, the premise is he wanted to go, but he thought he could play poker against the best but only if it was heads up one-on-one okay and the rules in vegas are if you can post the buy-in you can't have a private table like if someone has enough money to buy into the game you can't exclude them i got you so he went and he started playing a guy pretty high stakes heads up well then ted forrest who is a poker pro like came cleared out his whole because they keep their money in chips at the casino like they don't use banks a lot of them yeah. So he goes and gets his whole case of all the chips he has to sit down in the game. So Andy Beal keeps raising it, like asking him to raise it so he can get playing somebody heads up. So long story short, the poker pros all like combine their money and decide to like just have one guy sit and play him. And they're playing... And represent all of them, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. And they're okay. playing limit, but they're playing 200,000, 400,000 limit. So every bet is... Like the turn or the flop and pre-flop are four hundred thousand. That'll and then the uh, river and turn are eight hundred thousand dollar increments, and you can you can bet eight hundred thousand. Then I can buy one point six million, and it it was insane. It's a really good book. Yeah, if you see those Beal banks around here, though, that's the guy. Yeah, there's one off the yeah. tollway. Yeah, that kind of money will get you in the country club. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if you don't count the decimal point. So, Tom, do you have a? I read a book. Uh, I just finished it. I'm going to mark the time on that. I read a book. <laughs> it was called Baseball Perspectives. Actually, that was the last book I read. It was called Baseball Encyclopedia. Yeah, I just read the, I just, I, the last book I read was the Encyclopedia of Analytics. But What's funny is part of the very first episode that we had was the Baseball Encyclopedia with Corey Seager on the cover. Yeah, and oh uh, and that guy I talked about is is maybe going to make the Reds rotation out of spring training this year, Amir Garrett. I recall yeah. that. No, but the the uh, I read a book called Cheating. It was about cheating and NASCAR back in the day, and it's fascinating. And really? it, it was, I, In fact, I don't let you borrow it because you would probably really enjoy it. And it is all just the complete nonsense that they used to do to to beat the system. And it's talking about them, 
you know, with tire, you know, special tires that were completely full of concrete, so the car would look like it weighed more when they weighed it, and then they change yeah. them. And I mean, and you know, all the all the stuff they reference in Days of Thunder that you know is kind of a joke. Like people really did that, you know, hiding fuel lines inside the roll cage, and but it was it was hilarious. I was reading it actually the last. Uh, trip we went out to Vegas and was just dying laughing on the plane at some of the nice. the annex. So, uh, what's yours, Glenn? You can pretend that you're literate. Is it Sports Illustrated? Glenn doesn't read a whole lot of books. <laughs> but I will tell you, and this is completely coincidental, but probably uh, during my high school years. <laughs> is that the last time you read a book? No. But the the actual Friday Night Lights book about oh, Odessa okay. Permian okay. in the nineteen eighty eight. Should I start playing the music again? <laughs> Please no. Was turn it off. I think I read it. Uh, I think I read it two or three times, and that was. So you uh, never read books, and then you read the same one two or three times. Yeah, but uh, whatever. I think it was because it was a sports book, and it was it was real too. It wasn't like a you know a fictional. It's real story. to me. Yeah, it was real to me. Damn it. <laughs> Um, so there's that one and, uh, yeah, that's probably it. I had another one on my mind, but then it just left. So the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> there wow. you go. You beat us Don't to let it. us do it. And then you, all right. What else has he got? Or is that it? Second question. Oh, okay. Uh, do you guys drink anything besides Knob Creek? And what is your favorite non knob libation? Oof. I uh, actually was going to bring over today because I asked you guys if we were drinking beer or whiskey and no one texted me back. But I had a nice brand new bottle of Four Roses that I was going to oh, bring over here. Oh, man. Four so, Roses is good. I, I have a almost empty bottle in uh, that room right there. I, uh, I enjoy the Knob Creek, obviously. I am a Gentleman Jack P1. I So what if we got off the whiskey page entirely? Hold though? on, real quick. I think I wanna, that's where he's I wanna, going with I this. I have a comment on Gentleman Jack. Okay, go ahead. Because I worked for an ad agency, and one of our clients was Brown Foreman, which okay. is Jack Daniels, Gentleman Jack, Woodford, all those. And you'll be glad to know that in the creative briefs for Gentleman Jack, it like says like they always have like a who's your target market. And the target podcasters market, no, the target market was a phrase they came up with for basically the ideal person they're targeting, and it was the sophisticated badass. Wow! <laughs> so there you go, Glenn. That's you, bud. I can nice. I can see that. I mean, he's nice. wearing a he's wearing an Adam Jones jersey. Pretty s- sophisticated. Uh, that, that gets the badass part yeah. out of the way. He's doing um, a podcast, so he's clearly sophisticated. So, gentleman, Jack. But I can't really do regular Jack Daniels. It makes me... It's not very good. It makes me sick. That's interesting. I, I can't drink tequila anymore. Good but, segue. But not because it makes me sick, because it gives me just outrageous heartburn like to the point where I can't, I can't drink it. Because I used to be, uh, I would say, in my, from age 23 to 28, I was tequila guy. And tequila guy being, where's the tequila? How many shots of tequila can I get in myself as soon as possible? Because that works fast. And you don't have to worry about anything the rest of your uh, time frame that you're dealing with. I will say the last time I had tequila, it was later down a bathroom drain in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, it was a, I believe in a, shower, was a shower, shower drain. Shower drain. <laughs> yeah, mine was in a toilet. Yours in a shower. 
Dude, effing Maurice pouring a freaking eight ounce shot. He's probably laughing maniacally. <laughs> my right now. my drink of choice, uh, and, and again, you guys can judge all you want, but before you say anything, this was also the favorite drink of Dale Earnhardt Senior. Uh, orange, <laughs> orange juice, just a wall at turn three. <laughs> orange juice and vodka, man. That's uh, that's my drink. Man, I I subscribe to the whole Donovan Lewis theory of if you like it, who cares? Yeah, if it has an umbrella in it. If it's got fairy dust on it, if it's just straight whiskey, if you like it, drink it. But yeah, whatever. It, if I'm not drinking Knob Creek here at night, if I'm gonna have a cocktail, it's gonna be, it's gonna be orange juice and vodka. Yeah, I've got no problem. Also with that. known as the screwdriver. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, last question: What are your top three favorite fast food items? Jack in the Box tacos. Then the second Jack in the Box taco, because you have to get them in pairs. <laughs> <Yeah>, nine <laughs> cents. Um, Man, that kind of steals one of mine. So I'm not going to oh, use. Sorry, that. it's all right. It's all right. Well, let's go around the horn here, because I'm I'm still I'm finishing out the uh, the metal stand. Um. Okay, I'm always a proponent of Taco Casa. So the the tostada and or su- super tostada at Taco Casa is one of mine. I could give you my top. I don't even have to think about. It. I can give you my top three, no question. Go ahead, Jack in the Box tacos, but I don't get to have them as much as I used to anymore. The uh, number three at Whataburger, which is the Whataburger with the cheese and jalapenos. Oh, good point. Oh man, uh, that's probably actually really my number one. That's, yeah, that's probably the one that I that I eat more than anything. Uh, and then the uh, spicy chicken sandwich at Chick Fil A. Oh, okay. I mean, there you go. So, Dave, you want to add another one? Um. I mean, all Whataburger is good. I'll go a little different. The uh, like, uh, it's like buffalo chicken strip sandwich. It's got writ and Whataburger. Yeah. Oh man, that's really is, good. Have you ever had that? No, I've never had this. I might. But, and it's only available for yeah. a limited time. And actually, I have a mental note that maybe the next two days I'm going to have one because I haven't had one in a while. Interesting. I'm going to I'm gonna check that out myself. Top notch. It is. Um. I would contend that the spicy chicken sandwich at Wendy's is better than the one at Chick-fil-A. Interesting. I, I, I also like, I used to eat that sandwich a lot in college because there was a, uh, a Wendy's nearby. I, when I go to Wendy's, I don't mess with any of the square hamburger patties. <laughs> it's always the number six, which is the spicy chicken sandwich every single time without fail. Um, man. See, this is along the same lines. You took Whataburger... Hey, you don't have to. You, it, nothing says you can't agree with me. No, but I want to offer up something else. Uh, something gonna, else different. I'm gonna go ahead and say the uh, Mexi dips and chips, Taco Bueno. That's a good. That's, that's my that's third. not a bad. That's not a bad choice. I just I feel like it's slightly overpriced for what it is. And by the way, you get you get double queso, and tell them you you take that terrible guacamole. Oh, I like and you the just guacamole. Keep that. There's no way we're getting out of here without mentioning the spicy chicken strips at Popeyes. Yeah, with some red beans and rice uh, and some Mardi Gras mustard. Let's get out right now. Let's go. There's one not far from here. <laughs> Telling you what, I'm gonna say a I, little bit tempted. Yeah, I was gonna say I can tell you how to get there. It, it's less than a mile from here. Although the after effects of Popeyes. Yeah, that is a true thing, though. Popeyes. It is. <laughs> if there's anything that's defined as a give slow burn, it is that. It'll give you the craps. Yeah, it's not <laughs> not good, but it, yeah, stage one is good. St- stage four. 
Not so fun. So that that concludes uh, Joey's email and emails in general. It probably so. concludes the podcast since we're almost up to. Do you guys like the? I finally figured out. This is episode thirty-eight. How to actually get it to show the real time. I was it's, wondering about that because I wasn't believing beat, it. Instead of the beats per minute, all you got to do is just click right here. That's all it takes. Instead of the, no, it showed the beats per minute. Yeah, yeah the, or the, the beat or the beats per measure or whatever. Yeah, the, the tie web mechanism for for measuring your urination, <laughs> which is just counting numbers. It's not really seconds. Yeah, and by the way, I had to go really bad the other day, so I timed it with a stopwatch. It was only thirty-three seconds, which means we're all counting way too fast when yeah. we're hand counting it. Do you ever pee in your backyard? All the time. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm not the only one. Because I... No, I go see those rocks right over there. I go stand on there. The ones just, with the dead grass <laughs> surrounding no, them. No, I just arc it over that all the time. It drives it drives the uh, woman that currently lives here for free crazy. She, she hates sleep it. right now? Huh? You're about to wake crazy, <laughs> crazy in what way? <laughs> crazy in what way? <laughs> I pee in my backyard all the time. Yeah, and I've taught my son how to do it, and that drives her even more crazy. Yeah, like daytime, nighttime. She has a matter. weird thing where she thinks that that urine is grosser than it really is, because it's it's not. It's not gross at all. It's not like I want to take a dump out there. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> not gross at all. No. So you. I'm not ha- saying it's arousing. I'm just saying no, it's no, not no. gross. Just something that's not gross doesn't mean it's arousing. I mean, I like the I know where you, I three. saw that gleam in your eye. I know where you're going with that. I'm just cutting. It, I'm just cutting you off at the pass. Would you drink your own urine? No, but it's not gross at the same time. Right, but I mean, apple this, juice is not gross, but I would freely drink it. But right this, now. this beautiful arbor that we're sitting under is not gross, but I wouldn't eat it. It's not edible, though. That's not neither is urine. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Tom grabs you by.